All right, let's welcome back our degenerate audience once again to Sunday Pour. This is the show where a couple cousins get on the horn, catch up on the week that has passed, pour ourselves a drink. Now uh, we get to the nitty gritty of this because football giveth, football taketh away. Football is no more an area of topic that we can discuss, and we have to uh, we have to work to work for our lunch now. Wait. Um, but we will start off with football. But first, Ant, how you feeling, man? How are we doing today? Great. It's February. We're going to have to dig deep to get through this month. But uh, we'll be here every week to help you and help ourselves get through it. And, uh, tell me what you're drinking as I open up my beer. Now, do you have like a, a ritual now? that This is like week five we're doing this. What's like your evening ritual when you settle into the show here, when you're getting ready? Uh, I just set up in the basement and... Uh, I don't really have a ritual, I would say. All I did tonight was pour myself uh, bourbon. That's that's a ritual. Yeah, a little heaven hill. <laughs> there you go. Same as Super Bowl. Keep Running it going, it man. Yep. There you go. All right, I got, uh, I got that blade and bow. Probably polish this guy off tonight. <laughs> and then uh, I made the mistake last week. I went into a uh, liquor store on my home from work. Well, it sound like I, much of a mistake. <laughs> I engaged somebody in conversation. That was a big mistake. I, <laughs> had, I asked for a certain beer that I, I used to get at this particular liquor store. And the, the kid then like proceeded to tell me that they didn't have it, which is fine. Okay. And then told me every other beer that might be something like that beer. And none of, none of his descriptions were convincing at all. He, just, he was like, oh, well, this one is, is this. This one is this. So I was like, all right. He's, he was like, I'm this Polish beer. I was like, all right, I'll try the, I'll try the Polish beer. It's fine. And he went on like three or four other ones. It's kind of like it. It's not exactly the same, this and that. There's all these bad these bad um, comparisons to the one I was looking for. And I just poured this one. It looks nothing like the beer that he compared it to. <laughs> so <I'm laughs> the fuck. Yeah, I, I find myself in scenarios like this sometimes. And it's, I'm in a package store. And I nine times out of ten, I don't need help when I'm in this. Probably right, yeah, more than no. nine times out of ten. But once yeah. in a while, there might be something specific I'm looking for, or maybe I have a certain question. And yeah. most of the time, I hold off because I want to avoid those conversations. Oh, yeah. With, Big mistake. Because, I mean, you'll go from just wanting a one- or two-word answer from somebody. Next thing you know, it's the guy. I mean, he acts like he's doing your life insurance policy. Yeah, it was, it was using my taxes for sure, man. So we yeah. got into, you got into nitty-gritty on the – the different beers of the world. So I settled on this, uh, this Polish beer called Warka. Um, bright from Pilsen and dark roasted. Combined species of barley. General Pulaska. There's a, there's a picture of like a Edgar Allan Poe looking guy, but they call him General Pulaski. So you just picked the coolest label again, basically? No, no, not at all. This was just the one that he recommended, and I was like, "All right, if this will shut you up, I will what, I'll buy what this." What was the bear you were looking for? It's this. Uh, it's this. I think it's Scottish, and it's called Hobgoblin. It's a dark beer, but it's not heavy. And I just, I just happened to know it's at. It was at this place, and I. It's like one of my favorite beers. It's not. Looks like a regular bud, mm-hmm. and uh, I just, I just went in there asking because I was happy to be in the area. And this one is this this one's like an I'm not, I don't want to do this, but it's like an amber color. Okay. And and the the beer I'm looking for was like dark, it was like the Guinness color, but like like I said, not as thick, not as heavy as like a Guinness. So like kind of not a stout, but 
similar in color. The one I have now? No, the one you were uh, looking for. Yeah, yeah, like a stout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this one, this one's not quite like that. But yeah, he would, yeah, he would tell me like one reason it might be like uh, the beer I was looking for, like the Hobgoblin. He's just and looking that, to kill time from lifting boxes or whatever the hell yeah, else he was doing. Ab- absolutely. Sorry, right, let me see how this motherfucker did, General <laughs> General Pulaski over here. All right, this is Warka beer for the first time. Suspense yeah, killing it's, me. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it was, this is like a 16 ounce. It was like a buck 69 or something. So. Oh, you bought okay, single. Nice. All right. Yeah, so I'm not stuck with the whole. That's the way to do it from now on. If yeah, I'm I may, go, I may have to do both. that. I actually have, I actually have a decent variety in my fridge for beers right now. Uh, but yeah, that's a good idea to find like a uh, single beer just for the show. Give yeah, a little, re- give a little review. It's better than buying that fifteen dollar four pack that I did last week. Oh God! Yeah, I bought a couple. I bought a couple of those this weekend actually. It's, it's, there was the, a beer I the, like, but it's just it. I just can't. It's the world it, we live in. It hurts. Man. It hurts. Yeah. This, you know what? This Warka is going to be the first one I put up, the first picture I put up on the Instagram. I was actually just going to say that you should throw it up on uh, the Instagram or the Twitter or whatever. Some, put it on social yeah. media. Yeah. Now that we, uh, we're so active in that community. <laughs> Doing our yeah. best. Doing our best. All right. We're learning. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you guys listened uh, to our Super Bowl show. That was a lot. You were, that was a different side of you. I mean, aside, I've I've come very accustomed to, but it was the first time on the show, and you kind of you were tell me the truth you you came in like you didn't try to get too hammered during the day, but then once the show started, you didn't slow like you were like all right, I'm here now. I made it. This- now it's time to you know we're gonna go 110 for the final. Uh, I guess stretch, you could say stretch. that. I, guess, I was gonna say you're half right about that. Uh, uh, no, I. You know what I did? Because I was watching the game basically by myself. Uh, I just had my girlfriend and her friend here. And I, I only did like one bourbon during the game, whereas if I was watching the game with a group of guys, it probably would have been like 12. Uh, so I was basically, wow. I was basically just, just crushing uh, Budweiser during the game, which keeps you, it keeps you in the game, if you know what I mean. Right. It, uh, yeah. You're just looking for something to tip you over the edge there. Yeah. So, I and mean, then by the time we started taping, I was doing more, a little more bourbon. So, yeah, I guess you are right about that. Now, well, now somewhere that around the 30 – I don't remember specifically, but somewhere around the 38-minute mark that uh, things started to go off the rails a little bit. Not in a bad way, but in, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, guess, <laughs> I guess you could say that. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if you have any final thoughts in the game or football season or what, but it looks like – no, I went back. I went back and actually listened to the show from Super Bowl, and I think uh, surprisingly, I basically covered everything I wanted to say about the game. Yeah, which was amazing yeah, because I was coming off just watching it. Uh, I took impeccable notes. Apparently, <laughs> you have to if you're going to be drinking. Right, and uh, the only thing from the the only thing from the parade that struck me uh, was the car chase, which I thought was kind of cool. I saw a Big Cat. Uh, Barstool tweet out that every parade should start with a ceremonial car chase, and I couldn't. I, I not, could not agree I more. I didn't see a car chase. Oh, there was a car chase before it was. I think before the parade started. Really? Yeah, they had a ramp. They had a. They had a the cop had a ram guy off the road. 
Oh, yeah, here they should start that every every parade. Oh yeah, check that out. Yeah, I was I, I didn't really look too much into it. I just saw the one little clip that was sent, and I was like, oh, fucking Missouri, I just, man. I saw. Yeah, it's a. So happy to go place, fifty man. years without a Super Bowl. I did see the one clip where Mahomes was tossing footballs into the crowd, and the one guy ran into the parking meter. Oh, yes, he That's actually he actually just tweeted that something out about that, like maybe a an hour ago, asking if the guy was okay. Yeah, <laughs> while he's retweeting the video. <laughs> well, you gotta. It's it's good. It's good uh, to watch. That. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'll go back to that one at some point. <laughs> so now, like, so Kansas City is like a likable champion, which I don't really like. I I like to kind of hate my champions mm-hmm. that aren't my team. Um, how quick? Like, what do they have to do? I mean, maybe what do they have to do? Because I think it's a wide variety of things that could happen for us to hate that team. But how quickly could you turn on this team? Do you think? Because I was trying to think of like other teams that were likable champions, like the Cubs were likable champions, mm-hmm. but I ha- I hated them pretty quickly after that championship. Ah, that's a good question. What you want me to compare them to a team that became unlikable? No, no, no. Just like how quick do you think you could turn on them? I don't, you don't need to compare it to anything. That would take forever. But like how like how quickly like could you hate them by preseason? Could you or would it, is it going to take a little bit of time? Do you have to see something get like do you got to? They have, to, they have to get a little cocky like, and, and go like eight and eight or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or not, they're not going to go eight and eight, but I'm saying like, what's it, what's it going to take for you to hate this team? Uh, besides, them, besides them, t- besides them taking money in your pocket yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Besides me being broke. Uh, I would say as long as the Patriots are still around, as long as Brady's still there, which I think he's going to be and Belichick is still there. And as long as they're good, it's going to be hard to really fully hate the chiefs. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, that's, they are bailed out by the Patriots. Uh, so I don't know. I actually was going to compare them to the Warriors. I know I did that like last week, or I meant to. I think I forgot to. But the Warriors were one of those teams that came out of nowhere, and they were great. And they, if you hated LeBron, you know, it, yeah, you, rooted, you rooted for Golden State in those finals. And then they get Durant, and it, it wasn't too uh, long after that that they were kind of hated. Yeah, then they were the bad guys for sure. Yeah. That's true. They were like more likable team, but you're right. When there's another when there's another bad guy around, like like LeBron or like the Patriots, you're you're not gonna hate on that other team yeah. that quickly. I just even with that Cubs team, I didn't love because I I was never a fan of Madden. Yeah, and I was killing Madden that whole World Series, and then they ended up winning despite him. Yeah, right. But, uh, um, but I think I, I think he had a big part of it, and then they just came out and they were never. I mean, they never. Yeah, they made they made some runs, but they never went back to the series like people expected them to. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, we didn't really get into the other night was was the halftime show. No, I think we skipped. uh, Well, I think maybe we mentioned it quickly, but you 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 said it was the greatest halftime show of all time. I can't think of a better one. There's a lot of marching bands that are going to be pissed off at that at that uh, statement, but (laughs) um, but it, it. did you get involved in any of that controversy, or did you? I mean, not involved, but not, not that you were like picketing for, uh, for, for ass shaking or anything. But did you uh, read any of this shit that was going on? Uh, people were people were freaking out about it. Yeah, I, all I saw was a few tweets on Twitter. Uh, there was some politician from Utah who uh, was appalled uh-huh. by it, and Billy Graham's son. Did you see him? Oh yeah, what what are you doing, man? Yeah, he might want to this... pipe down. Shut the fuck up. Uh, oh, and then did you see, this is the one that caught my eye because I think it was someone from Barstool blogged about it. Uh, there was a Christian activist 
who said he wanted to sue the NFL for $867 trillion. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Because the halftime show is going to keep him out of heaven. I'm not making any of this up. What's, it, what's $867 trillion going to get you into? I don't <laughs> Hookers and cocaine. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we should sue the NFL. <laughs> uh, the paperwork started tonight. No, uh, let's, this, let's shut this, this thing this, down. And call our lawyers. Yeah, this guy has uh, this guy actually Some... has a podcast. Like he's a Christian. All I know is he's a Christian. Oh, so we just... I'm not even going to say the name of his podcast, partly because I'm no. not even sure what it is. Okay, make up a couple. I but he referenced. Yeah, he referenced his 12 year old son at one point. Oh, was this the guy who said this? <laughs> That his children's son was so embarrassed he had to he had to go hide in his in his room. I might it, it could be. <laughs> there yeah. was somebody that said that, and this guy got rolled. He's like, my twelve year old son was so, uh, I don't know, whatever the thing was. He was like, he had to run away to his room. I'm like, yeah, of course he did, man. Yeah, exactly, like, man. <laughs> like, yeah. it's fucking stains on the ceiling now. <laughs> Uh, tissues, this guy, I don't know if it was this guy, but this guy, I mean, if you just saw a picture of this guy, he, th- this kid, this guy's son was doomed long before this halftime show. $867 trillion. Yeah. I mean, it could be taken out of context. I don't know. I'm just going by what was just going by. Yeah. The but transcript. I mean, if it's, if it's heaven or, a, I mean, it's not even a truckload of cash. That's like, uh, I don't know how many. Any SUVs that's full of cash. That's a million fucking trains full of cash. I don't even know. That's what this guy thinks his soul is worth. I don't think so, pal. <laughs> no, I don't think he's, he's going to win that one. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're right. That's fucking crazy. You know what's nuts about it? Because everybody is like, everybody who liked, liked it is you're like, all right, they're really hot, which is fine. Everybody's like, wow, women, women were empowered. It's great. They're happy for like the this Latinas being involved, and that's great. Yeah. And then everybody who's against it is like, "Oh, that's pornographic." I'm like, how is that? How? How? Yeah. How come you're arguing that's pornographic? Everybody else who's talking about it is, is saying something positive about it. You're the one making a negative. You're the one that's doing exactly what you're saying. This show, this this halftime show is doing. You're the only person that's saying that. Yeah, that's not pornographic. Okay, I can tell you what pornographic is. All right. Yeah. You I don't wanna... see any penetration <laughs> at all. Yeah. All right, I'll give you a few sites if you want to see some actual pornographic material. I don't know what man. the hell these people are complaining about, man. And the worst part is you see some of these people, they're not that old. That's what that's the people at my wife's job were talking about it, man, which is crazy because first of all my wife's Spanish and I think I think there are some like I don't get into racial this, undertones. Wonder, yeah, I always <laughs> I, I don't know. Like unless somebody comes out and says it, like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people just play that card. Yeah. My wife would my wife would never do that, but like I uh, just you hear a lot about it uh, with people who are racist who say that. I have no fucking idea. But it's just crazy that they would tell a Spanish girl that. But uh, whatever. But um, yeah. What, I, was there, my, what were they saying exactly? Just the normal rhetoric that same thing. Just like yeah, it's the kids, kids in the room, and it was embarrassed. Like they couldn't watch with their kids and shit. Like what are you talking about? My kid was right there watching. Like you, like I was like, oh yeah, like when this song came on the club, like this is a good song to dance to back in the day. Yeah. That's the shit that's the shit I was saying. Oh, one thing I will say if uh you want me to be a little glass half empty on the halftime show, I was crossing my fingers hoping for Pitbull to come out and he never never showed up. Yeah, he did like a pregame. Which is ridiculous, man. Mr. Three oh five has to be 
Yeah, there was. I didn't know. I didn't know it was too bad. Bunny. I had to read about these people. Bad Bunny and some other guy came out. Oh. I w- I was rooting for Gloria Stefan to come out. You know, that was the original. Did she do a halftime uh, show once or no? I have no idea. I don't know. But yeah, she's from Miami, right? So yeah, it's, yeah, it's all I, I figured. Did um did you did you or anybody you know bet the over under on the uh the national anthem? Uh. There's a couple people in our fantasy text chain that did, right? I have no idea. You don't know if they hit it or not? I think they, I think they hit bet. the under. I think most people were on the under, and it, and it, nice. uh, it cashed easy, I guess. I was looking at, I was looking at um, previous national anthems. You know there's only one person that's done two national anthems in the Super Bowl? Oh, God. I mean, this is a name you know well, and you're, I, don't, I think you'd be surprised that it's this person. Whitney Houston? No. Uh, she's the only per- other person I could. Uh, go ahead. B- Billy Joel did it twice. Oh, Billy Joel. Okay. Do you know what yeah. Super Bowls they were? Okay. Uh, Tommy, I think they're both in Florida. But Tommy, I don't remember the. I just I had written it down early in the week, but I didn't. I didn't uh, think to bring it today. I feel like did um, he? He may have done the Niners Bengals one in Miami. That's a was that like twenty three or something? Yes, twenty three. Like twenty three. It might be. Yeah. I feel like twenty three was one of them. All right. Yeah, I could picture right. him from that Super Bowl highlight with the sunglasses on. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was back in his sunglasses days. His, uh, oh his yeah, Chase, his, Chase, his uh, original Chase Stadium <laughs> um, concerts and stuff. Where he's yeah, he's always wearing the shades and like the Mets hat and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best national anthem ever, though Super Bowl twenty five, Whitney Houston. Best national, yeah, not only Super Bowl national anthem, national anthem ever. Yeah, it's got a lot to do with uh, the the war that was going on in time that we had just gone into war. That's back when war was innocent, and we were like, "Oh, we're uh, it's, we we were kind of like you're still like rooting for America. Like, you're still rooting for America at war, but it's just like <laughs> you kind of you careful. Like, you know, we're gonna you, get canceled. You, no, I know, but you can see like the political undertones every time that we're dropping bombs at anybody. Yeah, for the most part, or it's not as innocent. It was like World War Two. You had to fight World War Two. Yeah. And now it's a lot more, a lot more questions involved, wars. <laughs> but back in back in the early nineties, the original Gulf War, it was like very gung ho, mm. you know. And uh, Whitney, Whitney killed it. Oh yeah. You can also make a case for Hendrix being the best, the best national anthem, and um, Marvin Gaye at the NBA All Star Game. Marvin. Okay. What about which one did Hendrix do? Hendrix at Woodstock. It was just all oh, talk. Woods, okay. I was like, yeah. I don't think he did a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not do. A Super Bowl. I think he was he was dead by like Super Bowl four. <laughs> yeah, he was not. They they would not have the balls to invite Hendrix until probably the past fifteen years. <laughs> um. So, are you happy that uh, we're finally into we're well into January now? And I know you took off. You took off some time in January, is that right? <laughs> Talk about drinking? Yeah, yeah, right. Because didn't you partake in dry January? I did not partake in dry January. I oh, just yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the shows we taped in January. We were drinking. I thought you were just doing that. Just I thought you were drinking uh, ginger ale over there and just saying. Like, I was just doing Ooh. it for show. It's like a, you got some. My stunt double was uh, doing the drinking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dry. guess Ant does his own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Mike uh, Jackie Chan. Uh, yeah, so dry January, <laughs> dry January is something I I had heard about this the past couple years. Uh, this year, though, 
I got to witness it kind of firsthand. Not so much dry January, but the uh, after effects, maybe. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, Saturday, Super Bowl Eve is... I read something. I read something in the paper, like, leading up to this. Like, the bartenders in the city were saying that the first day, February, and it happened on a Saturday. Yeah. It's like it was going to be a busy day, so... Which is such bullshit, because I drink <laughs> on Saturdays a lot. Oh, most every Saturday. And so it's Super Bowl Eve, too. You throw in that fact. So I had nothing to do. So I took a ride to Two Roads, which is a brewery in, uh, about a half hour from here, Stratford, Connecticut. Uh, we'll, we'll have I'll have a couple of their beers on the uh, show at some point. All right. So it's Saturday, you know, like three in the afternoon. And uh, I decided to take a ride there. And my girlfriend did warn me. She's like, yeah, people were talking. She probably saw something on Facebook, some bullshit about how bars were going to be packed on Saturday. I'm like, fuck. But you know what? Not, I, I can't let those people stop me, though. You know what I mean? I hear you. you let those no, people you, stop you, you know, you, you, let, you, can't, you let the terrorists win. You can't right? let the riffraff take over real life because it's, it's not real life. What they're doing is not real life. No. So, yeah, <laughs> what you're doing. So I get there and just, I mean, the parking lot is mobbed. And partly is this place is usually packed. It's a pretty popular brewery. Mm-hmm. But it did seem like it was unusually crowded. Okay. So get there. And it's just uh, part of, most of the reason I hate dry January is it's just, it's just monkey see, monkey do bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know, Very everyone yeah. wants to just, oh, you're doing it. Oh, I'll, it's like, ugh. Just makes you <laughs> sick, man. Also, also, let's not forget the only substance that could be fatal if you go cold turkey, is alcohol withdrawals. That's, Did you yeah, know you're that? Right. It's, it's, I, you're damn right I knew, I knew yeah. that. Okay. Safety first, man. Yeah. Of course I know that. So, I'll you know, never go cold turkey. You could be the biggest heroin addict, cokehead, whatever. You come off that shit, you might think you're going to die, but you're not going to die. You go cold <laughs> turkey off alcohol, hey, you yeah. uh, take, take your, own your own hands. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's you do that at your own risk, man. Leave me out of it. Yeah, cause I can't imagine. Like January first, you wake up, you just had a you had a rough night from uh, New Year's, and I know the feeling. Like, oh, everybody wakes up. Oh, I never want to drink again. Which is the most. Don't say that shit. But it, you wake up <laughs> the next day, and you're fucking, you're hungover, and you don't, you don't think you're ever gonna touch booze again. No. At some point that day, you gotta have something kind of even yourself out, leaven yourself out, get your body back in to the game a little bit. Like, okay. This is it. This will, this will settle me for a little bit. And it's, it's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. I think the first time I ever got hammered, I woke up and said, well, no, I can't even say I said I wasn't going to drink again, but I felt so shitty that I was like, oh, I don't want to do that again. And that's the last time I ever told myself that. We'll have to get into that. I'm not going to do it today, but. The first time get, you ever got drunk? Yeah, the first time that we ever got drunk. Yeah. The an- you have the anniversary? Good. I got. I could. I could ballpark it. Yeah. yeah so could I actually. We have to do that. that that's going to be a Memorial Day show. That's, that's, that's my. Good, that's, that's my. A good one. That's my uh, that's story. Uh, right. So yeah. So we get to the, this brewery, and uh, you know. Do you remember exactly what you were drinking that day? Sorry. Uh, back in Memorial Day. You don't say it. You don't need to. This is a nice tease oh, for the audience. So yes. those, hang on, hang on to our. I, I know exactly what did me in. Yes, and it's probably right. will surprise a lot of the listeners. I mean, it was before seltzers were invented. Or invented so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if I gave you like ten guesses, I don't think you would get it. I, right, maybe well, I, got, I, I got into I got into. 
Yeah, you gave that up pretty quick. Yeah, there's not. There's only so got, many things like you could drink. All right, I got. I got until Memorial Day to figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So I get there. Parking lot is just mob. It's unusually crowded. And you know these places. I, it's just full of people. Fucking dry January assholes. They should be rolling out the red carpet for me. What time? What time are you showing up there? Uh, about three o'clock. Oh man. Yeah, it's a little bit later. Yeah. But you guys even wait for uh, to go out at night. There, that during the day. All right. Yeah, well, I think a couple more hours. Breweries don't stay open that late. They usually open till like oh, nine, ten o'clock. Yeah, so you got to—that's yeah. a day drinking spot. These places. True. Very true. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I get there. I'm like, where the hell am I gonna? Oh, by the way, shout out. Went and got a sandwich at Gaetano's in Stratford. Oh, if you're in Stratford, you have to. Go yeah, got there, the yeah. raging bull. Nice uh, ham, gabagool, whatever, whatever else. Hot peppers. Hot peppers. They have hot peppers and everything. Yeah, oh great. man, what yeah. a sandwich! A little oil and vinegar. It's great. Yeah. So. By some miracle, okay, this rant would have been probably so off the rails, but by some miracle, get two seats at the bar. It was almost like it was a VIP section for someone who didn't take January off like a fucking pussy. It was like, <laughs> here's your seat. Here's your seats, Mr. Carbone. Here you go. Right, right this way. The gods shine down, shine down on you, man. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, Moses parted the Red Seas and, yeah. uh, yep, got myself a nice seat. You're a professional, man, and uh, they, yeah, they blessed the, those seats for you <laughs> yeah. and your uh, and your and your girlfriend, not fiance, girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> future wife. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it was almost like Goodfellas. It was like the steady cam shot. <laughs> Only I was looking around for a seat at the bar for like a few minutes. Was anybody like out of hand over there? Or? Uh, no, I did keep my eye out for that yeah. to see if anybody uh, was like it was like amateur hour, like first night out yeah. in the town. Uh, it really is amateur hour, man. Yeah, and especially those beers, man. If you're, you're a lot of those craft beers, if you take some time off and you go back into them, uh, yeah, they'll hit you hit you pretty hard. Yeah, I was drinking a nice one, nice a nine point fiver. I'll uh, a, I'll have it I'll have it on the show at some point. I have a couple in my fridge. Here, here's the problem with that dry January shit. You you're not, you're not gonna drink for the entire playoffs. Yeah, it's, there's not it's not real sports fans who obviously do it. Yeah, you can't. I can't. I can't sign off on that at all, man. No, of course not. Now you you slow up now, right? Because after yeah, right. That's, that's, kinda... I feel like that's what professionals do. If you really want to yeah. like take your health seriously, like I might cut back on the beer a little bit. I'll still drink uh, after bourbon. the Super Bowl. Yeah, after, after the Super after Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah, go heading into times... the summer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. There was. I know what you're gonna say, but there was a point. Uh, I did it a couple years, I think. Where we would have our fantasy baseball draft at the end of March, and I would go yeah. like the full two months without having a beer. Oh yeah, no, I, I forgot about that. Well, yeah, that makes yeah, it kind of it's it, it kind of sucks because bears like the best. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't go cold turkey anymore. I just didn't grab. I just didn't happen to grab one tonight. Uh, but I have the handle Heaven Hill in front of me to keep me company. Right, copilot. <laughs> Keep keep you warm through this uh, wet February. Yeah, well, that's another thing about it too. You're not gonna take a time off in the summer from drinking beer. No, no, no. Like this is the yeah, perfect time of year. You're not gonna take the holiday season off. You basically it's February or bust. Yeah, once baseball season starts, you're toast. Yeah, that's it. I'll see you on I DPW. I mean, it's just it's a hell of a <laughs> ride, man. It's a hell of a ride. <laughs> this is just one thing after the other, man. Baseball season, then Fourth of July. And then, then you're there, uh, you know, opening day for football. Yeah. 
and then the holidays come in, and then it's just bang, bang, bang. I actually, you know what's you know what's crazy? The birthdays about start that? piling up and shit. You know what? You know what's crazy about that is I think if you were looking at a second time of year to maybe you want to scale it back on the beer, it would actually mm-hmm. be September, even though football's starting. Summer's over, okay. So you're drinking more inside. Yeah, yeah. So maybe on Sunday, you know, you want to drink uh, a little wine, a little brown or whatever. Much better, yeah. Yeah, even October is a little bit tougher. You know, Yanks are in the playoffs. But even this October, I was mostly drinking uh, bourbon during the Yankee playoff run. I love how it's not even just like not drinking. It's like you're just slung, you're not drinking one aspect. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, one option. I'm basically, like I'm basically one, doubling up on bourbon. I drank a ton of bourbon <laughs> during the Yankee playoff run. A ton. <laughs> Oh wow, you needed it. Yeah. Well, that's a, wow. You didn't do that on purpose, did you? That little transition there, that smooth, that smooth segue. I to missed baseball? what I even did. No. <laughs> no, you're talking. You're talking. <laughs> no, you're talking know, baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could segue because I don't really have much else on that. Uh, on, I, I expected to have like a whole little like story for it, but then I ended up getting seats at the bar, and then I ended up going out to dinner that night and sitting in the yeah. bar, and I thought it was going to be a disaster in there. And ended up being dead. So I was like, well, I guess I can't use this on the show. We got a seat like perfectly. <laughs> 15, 15 minutes later, yeah. it happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. mm-hmm. One of the greatest moves in baseball history was made yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And the Red Sox send Mookie Betts out west. Watch, I'll probably eat my words in October. I mean, if I'm lucky, I'll be in a position to eat my words. But Mookie Betts goes out to the Dodgers. With a uh, local punching bag, David Price. Yeah. For Alex Verdugo. And I, well, you have to explain to me why Minnesota got involved in this at all. Because they got Kent Maeda. And they gave up like a top pitching prospect who might not have passed his physical. Who might have, who might be a reliever and not a starter now. Well, I guess he was a reliever. That's why they traded him. But like Boston is looking at him now. He might not. He the trade might not go through apparently, but I, I'm going. I'm going with the assumption that it's going to go through. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. Uh, I didn't even know about Kenta Maeda. I didn't look into this trade at all. <laughs> uh, Alex Verdugo is a, I, I, he's a name that did he? Did he had like a cup of coffee in the big leagues. He wasn't on the. Was he on the postseason roster? You know, uh, yeah, I think he did, but I don't know if he played that much. Yes, yeah, is he outfielder? But he got Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah, I don't really know much about him. Uh, I hope he sucks. That's all I have to say about Alex Verdugo. Yeah, he's a kid. I guess he's decent in the outfield. He batted two ninety four and not 100 at-bats last year. Uh, a dozen dingers, maybe a dozen dingers. Okay. Um, and, I get, yeah, I I just don't I don't get this, this move at all. Like, if you're going to get back this, like, this, why don't you just run the season with Mookie? Let him walk it in a year. Or yeah. if you're if, if if you're out of options, come trade deadline. Like let's just say, then you just hold hold somebody's feet to the fire to get Mookie bets. Like yeah, they probably figure though if you're in it in in uh, you know come July 31st, how are we going to justify trading Mookie bets if we're in first place? Well, if they're in, it, yeah, if they're in it. But if if they're not, if they are any, if they're not in first place, if they're six games out of first, you could just I guess the place will go nuts. I guess if they're six games out, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Just, just let it run, man. You got a, you got a decent team. What the fuck are they doing to get back this? 
It's such a pussy ass move to give up before the yeah, season. Yeah, I don't like under, I don't understand exactly what they're doing, and of course they're trying to play it now that what he wanted like four hundred million dollars or whatever. That's uh, you know being leaked by Red Sox ownership, of course, to make him look like the bad guy. Yeah, it's yeah. like twelve years. Well, it's typical million, which... you know scumbag organization that they are. If you want to look yes. up a good bit, look up Jay Moore's bit about how Boston fans treat their players when they're on the team as opposed to when they leave. That's a great bit about how they just okay. love the guys, you know, uh, who's an example, Nomar, for example. And then as soon as he goes to the Dodgers, which is exactly oh, this scenario, but you know, <laughs> you know, they'll tell you Nomar, he was a pussy and this and that. I don't, I, I don't want to quote Jay Moore cause it's a great bit and I wouldn't do it justice, but it's, it's a funny bit. If you can go find that on, on YouTube. Well, Nomar, Nomar was a piece of shit though. Set out that set out that Yankee game. Oh yeah, I I agree with and that. Then, it's just that they, he was their fucking poster boy for like six yeah. seven years. Yeah, I did love him, man. Yeah. So I just I automatic. I mean, the Dodgers were already going to be like a top team anyway, but now you got Bellinger and him in the outfield, Muncie Turner. Yeah, they're going to be good. Luck, probably Lux. I mean, they're going to have a stacked lineup, man. They're going to be good. Uh, we'll see. I think Arizona's improved. I think San Diego is going to be improved. Uh, the Rockies, I don't, the Rockies, what they yeah, do San last Diego's year? Take a step. The Rockies, well, they're trying to they're, they're trying to trade Arenado though. They're not very good. Yeah, and the Giants are in full rebuild mode. They're going to stink probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to pencil in a team to just win the division. I don't know. I would keep my eye on San Diego. That's all I would say. I would keep my eye on San Diego. They have Machado, uh, Hosmer. Uh, Tatis, Tatis, right? There was rumors of them looking. They were looking into someone else to trade. I, I don't remember. I, I'm not. I'm terrible at following hot stove shit because I just, I just want the, I just want the games, man. I, especially we're this close to spring training now. I just want to see the product on the field, and I'm terrible at following the hot stove stuff. But that would be my. Uh, I would. I would take. Let me put it this way: to to challenge the Dodgers, give me the Padres over the Diamondbacks. I think Diamondbacks are going to be okay. the team that gets a little more hype. And I think yeah, the Padres will be the team that makes some noise. Yeah, this is probably the year to take a step. That would as long as, yeah. Yeah, Tatis was healthy. He was hurt. He was on and off last year. Machado got a full year under his belt out there. And I think he'll probably settle in a little bit. It just comes and, down uh, to the pitching, right? And they got that kid. Uh, what's his name? He, uh, he was – it was uh, dynamite. He came and he shut the Yanks down in the Bronx, I think, last year. Oh, uh, uh, Isaac, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was—he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I just—I uh, can't understand. Like, if you're a Red Sox fan, I mean, fuck you if you're a Red Sox fan. But if you're a Red Sox fan, like, and you trade away the best player before the season starts, and the guy that you love and shit, like, what, like, what's going through your head right now? And they're still going to show up because they're a bunch of. Just dumb fucks. Yeah, but that's a tough call, man. I don't know. I can't imagine the Yankees ever doing anything like this. No. And I can't stand – And I, one thing I cannot stand, one thing I'll never do is take management side, especially in fucking baseball, where every every manager, every, um, every GM and every owner has a ton of money to fucking throw away. Like, how, like, how could you possibly not – Go down like every time I see this guy. Do you remember when I went to the Nets? When I went to the Nets game, I got kicked out of the Nets game because I was cursing out Billy King. <laughs> yes. Like, how is every fan not screaming at management there? Oh, I, I, I think 
I don't think they're dealing with it too well. I think they, uh, John Henry has been catching some heat on local radio up there. What are you like? You're penny, you're penny pinching, man. You've been one of the most successful teams in the last two decades. You're, you're paying JD Martinez. You have all these other guys, all these other pieces. Like you know, Bogarts is there, Benintendi's there. Like you have all these pieces. Like why are you trying? Like trade Price? Yeah, get fucking rid of Price. Nobody liked Price. Yeah, well, I'm, bet, I'm bets, bets, think. bets is the MVP from two years ago, man. Yeah, it just goes yeah, down to they, they don't want to pay him, man. They just don't. It's a, it's a small market mentality. It's kind of crazy well, to think about them like that. But let him walk on his own, though, man. I mean, what are you doing? Like, you still got him for another year. They take, make a run at it. Make it work for one more year. That's a loser's mentality and a small market <laughs> yeah, mentality. Yeah. I don't get it, man. I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it, man. <laughs> people have been talk- pe- people have made the Babe Ruth comparison, right? Like how they traded him at the end of the oh I, beginning I, I of the twenty. 20- I didn't see that. I didn't even think of that. I didn't see it either. I just assumed. I assumed people were talking about it. But uh, all right, Yanks have their own problems. Paxton's hurt, but I don't. I mean, they did this all last year. Everybody was getting hurt. Paxton. They Boris came out tonight and said they hope. I, I love how Boris is the fucking spokesperson for these guys when they're hurt now. Yeah, but Boris came out and said they hope they're hopeful to be back in the first third of the year. The Yankees have a way of just piecing together a rotation, so I'm not too worried about it. You just want these guys healthy, you know, for the for the stretch run. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not panicking over here. It's just it sucks, but you know, there's enough bad teams in the American League that they should be able to slug their way to you know 100 wins, yeah. 95 wins, or whatever. I'm not going to say the division's in the bag because I think Tampa will be good. Red Sox, you yeah. never know. Yep. Uh, Toronto will be improved, but uh, you know it's not. This isn't something where I'm, uh, you know, panicking over. Yeah, I mean, the, it's a good point about the Red Sox. I mean, they might they might be penny pinching with him, and they might turn around and make a couple other moves instead of like I don't think they're gonna decimate the team, right? They're not gonna start trading everybody. No, well, the only, I'm trying to think who else. Sale have any value? I don't know. He had a rough year last year. Man. I think Sale might be finished. Know. That's what I'm hoping, at least. All right. Well, with the Yanks, yeah, you're gonna. Are you ready for like Luis Sessa and Esteban Luis? I'm, uh, o- I'm always ready for Luis Sessa. I I, I, <laughs> I know the deal, man. It's like when they bring back uh, J. A. Happ, and they're like, "Well, Happ, he's gonna be their fifth starter." It's like it never works like that, man. There's injuries and shit. When before it's all said and done, Happ's gonna be our number two somehow. You know, yeah. which isn't, yeah. uh, you know, that big of a disaster because it all comes down to October. It's just, I don't know. I don't want to get started on J.A. Happ. They'll be able to piece it <laughs> together. They're going to have a good yeah. bullpen. The Yankee season is going to start in, hopefully, but more, more than likely it's going to start in October. So, uh, well, and the one what th- else can I say? I don't know. The one, the one thing that I do, it's frustrating with Cashman sometimes, or the one that's probably a good trait of his. Mm-hmm. Is like he's not going to rush up Davey Garcia, right? He's no. he's like the top prospect, and everyone's going to want him. Everyone's going to clamor for him to come up, but he's he never rushes these guys, especially pitching uh, prospects. He never rushes them up there. Sometimes it's just because he's wanting to embarrass himself so he could trade him in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other times, if, if the guy's you know the guy's a possible stud, he's not going to he's not going to rush him up just just because he needs the arm. He'd rather go to these. These guys that have been there before, right? And Montgomery, and Montgomery's back too. Yeah, I after, forgot to uh, mention him. Yeah, he, Montgomery will be back, uh, so they'll be all right. It's, so, it's not. I do want to. I do want to see Garcia this year at some point, but yeah, well, we can get. We we could probably do more uh, spring training shit next week. Yeah, um, it's pitchers, a little, it's and, a pitchers, early. pitchers and catchers. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's just this shit's in the news. That's all. Yeah. And do uh, you have any thoughts on the Mets sale? It's gonna it's go. Just it's not going through. Typical Mets. That's that's it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just typical Mets. Any other? It's crazy. This team. It's crazy. From the Beltron thing to this, it's, it's just incredible how they everything just fucks up in one way or the other for that organization. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I don't even like making fun of them anymore. I like, used to be when I was a kid. I was always like, ah, the little Mets, you know. But now it's just like, what? How do you guys keep doing the same thing over and yeah. over and over again? It's more like for yeah, it's, decades. It's more like I'm in awe now of it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this is. This is something. This is you have to you almost have to applaud it. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. <laughs> uh, and did you see? Um, uh, now I think I think I speak for both of us when I say this is an anti Michael K show. <laughs> I can't stand Michael K. I can't stand that he is the voice of my favorite team. I can't stand. That I'm going to listen to this guy call every Yankee game until I die. <laughs> He's going to be there. He's going. It's just, it's going to be miserable. No, be there you may die while Michael K in the middle of Michael K. Call. Right, yeah. right. He's gonna be the last. He's the last guy I'm gonna hear. Oh, on Yankee games. Terrible way to go. But he has his own radio show, which he's a he's a fucking hack. He's got <laughs> his two losers there. Mm-hmm. It, and you see what he you see what he he said when the the um it came out that the guy who did not vote for Jeter was not releasing his name. Yeah, he was heated. He uh, what did he call him? He he called him a gutless oh, puke. I was gonna say gutless. I forgot puke, but I was gonna say this, gutless. This, this guy has as a as a vote. Now say what you will about the guy. Is it, he didn't vote for Jeter. Of course, Jeter's a Hall of Famer. Of course, he is. Yeah, the guy's a but what guy's a, a dumb fuck. What a what a fucking fake tough guy, Michael K's being man. Like what what are you sticking up for here? What's your stance? Yeah, the way I look at this is for. Uh, I can't even try and get into the head of a guy who didn't vote for Jeter. It's either a young kid who looked at all the advanced sabermetrics. Yeah, yeah, but who cares, though? There's only one guy that's ever been voted in unanimously. Only right. one guy in the history of baseball that's been voted in unanimously. No, I agree. This guy probably, I'm saying, this guy probably, I'm, I'm saying this guy probably thought there's going to be more people not doing it. This mm. guy probably thought that. Like, he was like, ah, oh, look, it's first year on the ballot. Yeah. You know, you can't just – everybody just can't just throw their hats at the guy. Yeah, nobody's a first ballot like, all-framer, like a, yeah. Right, so but that's like who gives a shit? If it gets to ninety nine percent, it gets into eighty nine percent. Who gives a shit? What the fuck is Michael K sticking up for? What's his? What's he? What? What's he being a tough guy for? To now an anonymous person? I think it's just it's like, February, this, and he needs something this, to talk about. This guy. Well, this guy's <laughs> gonna make himself available so Michael K can rip him. Like, no, fuck you, Michael K. You can sit there and just shout about it on your stupid ass show, and you could talk shit about him, and you don't need to know him. Because who fucking cares? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, it really one guy, make one a guy, w- one guy ever. And this guy just didn't. This, this guy made the mistake of thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe a few people are going to say no. You know, there's plenty of guys in Boston going to say no. There's plenty of guys in Miami that want to say no. Like he just figures it's going to be. Man, that's probably what it was. It's probably a Miami sports writer. Dan, <laughs> it's pro- Dan, probably a guy. Dan Levitar. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he has a vote, but I I would look into that. <laughs> but he's but this guy vote for him, not vote for him. He doesn't have to answer to anybody, and he certainly doesn't have to answer to Michael K, who's a fucking Yankee <laughs> shill. Michael K like acts upset with the Yankees sometimes, but you could tell it's an act, man. He's got that whiny voice yeah. that he just puts his whiny voice on. It is. I can't stand that fucking guy. That big headed dope. <laughs> um, the one thing I'll say to defend the guy who. Uh, didn't vote for Jeter. 
yeah. is I'd be giving him, I think we'd all be giving him more shit if he made his vote public and he was making the rounds talking about it. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Right. He that was would, that would make me, I think that would make me mad. Yeah. The, the fact looking that he's remained, yeah. yeah, the fact that he's remained silent, it's like, what do you, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to yeah, do? Put out right, a fucking yeah. warrant for his arrest? I mean, wanted oh, poster. Michael K is going to slam his dick on the desk of the of the yes uh, offices or something. That's always that's always going to happen. Yeah, nobody cares. You don't have to answer to Michael K. Nobody has to answer to Michael K. No. All right. No, oh, Jesus. If anything, this guy's probably loving the fact that he's made Michael K just lose his <laughs> mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then yeah, and for that we could all thank him for not voting for you. Yeah, thank you one. for your service. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a fucking dildo, but. All right. It is February. We are a couple weeks away from end of the NCAA basketball season. We're going to all be filling our brackets. Oh, yeah. About a month. About a, what's today? The 6th? I believe. Yeah, the, a little more. Month, month and a half or so. Because the biggest tournament final is the 14th, right? Right. So, yeah, we're about a month until the end of the regular season. I think it's the 8th is the last uh, day of the regular season. So, we'll make, we'll make some time the next few weeks. Talk about a team that you like. Yeah, we're not gonna. You have you have been on fire in your NCAA picks. I have been. and your NBA picks. I have. Uh, if you check the Twitter account there at Sunday Poor, uh, you could check out Ant's picks. He's been killing it. Yeah. And uh, hey, you got one team that you think might have what it takes to make a little run here in March. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and I don't know if we're gonna do this every week, but maybe the past, the next like four weeks, I'm gonna try and give you one one team a week. Okay. Uh. I don't know if we're going to – I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big segment guy, but maybe we'll just – at some point during the show, we'll give you one. Uh, the Oregon Ducks. Did you want to yell about the guy who didn't vote for Jeter instead? <laughs> no, please. You could do that. I'll talk college basketball <laughs> for the next 10 shows so we don't have to talk about that anymore. Uh, Oregon Ducks. I've seen them as high as 25 to 1 to win it all. And listen, all right. they're, they're 14th in the country, so if, maybe they're not as under the radar as I'm making them out to be. Well, they have been slipping a little bit. Right? They were like they were much higher a month ago. Well, they they lost. Uh, they might have been top ten at one point. I think uh, they lost either Saturday or Sunday. They lost to Stanford. Yeah. The reason I wanted to give them out this week and tell people to jump on them now because their schedule is pretty favorable the rest of the way. Uh, they have five yeah. out of their last eight at home. Uh, they have only two games against ranked opponents the rest of the way. They have home Colorado and at Arizona. Mm-hmm. And you know they have a coach at Dana Altman who you don't realize how he's how long he's been around for. I think I was looking uh, during the week. He's got 663 career wins already. Holy shit! Yeah. So he started off at Kansas State, and then he went to Marshall, or maybe it was Marshall then Kansas State. I don't know. I don't remember him mm-hmm. at either place. I had to look that up this week, but I do remember mm-hmm. him. Uh, the he coached Creighton. For ten years, let's say from like 2000, 2010, maybe maybe okay. even mid to late nineties, he, he started there. Pretty sure mm-hmm. he coached Corver in college. Made some okay. made some tournaments with them. Gets to Oregon. He's been there a decade. Remember the Final Four? He was there. Uh, that was three years ago, I think. The Dylan Brooks Jordan Bell team that lost to North Carolina. Yep. Uh, he went to the Elite Eight one year, I think, recently. Maybe a Sweet Sixteen run. And don't forget, last season, a lot of people forget. You know, five minutes and change left in the Sweet 16. They had a lead against Virginia, who went on to win it all. 
They're just yep. a team that has been on the uh, been on the cusp a little bit. They returned a couple seniors. They got a little mix of seniors and juniors in the starting lineup. They got a sophomore and freshman in there too. Just a team I would take a flyer on. I'm not telling you sitting here, telling you uh, sitting here and telling you that they're gonna you know make a run and win the whole thing. Just saying you're getting pretty good value with them at 25 to one. And if they do go on a run and, and win this conference. Uh, you know, regular season title, maybe even conference tournament. I don't know if you're going to get them at as good of a number. So, Oregon Ducks, twenty-five to one. Uh, why, Pac-12 why is not? Pac-12 is, tw- is tight right now. Everybody's they're seven and three, and then but like USC's six and three. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm actually Stanford's watching the Walton three. game right now, the Arizona uh, USC game. Yeah, I got that on. Yeah, yeah Arizona, uh, Arizona, Oregon, Colorado. I think are all mixed up. So. I don't know. I think. Uh, well, the kid. Pay, I mean, the kid Peyton Pritchard. He leads the. He leads the Pac-12 in points and assists, which is crazy. Yeah, he was on they, last they, year's team. Yeah. The only like I, I I worry about a team like this because they live and die by the three. They they're not really a defensive team at all, from what I'm looking at. Yeah. And uh, they they have the second most attempts in the Pac-12 in threes, but they have the highest percentage, which is phenomenal if you're going to take that many threes and hit them that many times. But I think that's why they lost to Stanford on Saturday was they just went, they got cold in the second half. I think deep, I think San Francisco has something to do with it. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't have those things, uh, if you're not draining those threes, you're in trouble, especially in the tournament. But I mean, everybody's got weaknesses. I'm just saying this is what I saw when I was uh, looking them up. Yeah. 25, I... to, 25 to one for a team that's been there. You got a senior guard mm-hmm. that's having a year like he's year, uh, like he's having, it's a good, you know, 25 to 1 is, is worth taking a chance on for sure. Yeah, I don't get too wrapped up in uh, in college teams that live and die by their three because I feel like all of them do, if that yeah, makes sure. sense. Yeah, uh, a lot of them do, yeah. It would worry yeah. me that they're not the best defensive team. I just feel like they could get hot at the end of the year and end up with a decent seed headed into March. So, Yeah, the D would be a liability, but they could go toe-to-toe with anybody. And, co- and co- I always yeah. look for coaching in March too. That's one thing I look for, and Altman's been there. Uh, obviously hasn't been able to get – he's been the one Final Four, like I said. Hasn't been able to get to the title game, win a championship. Just a guy who you could see, a feel-good story, who you could see making a run here. So, Oregon Ducks, 25-1. Uh-huh. to one. We'll see. Wow, take a look at him. Nice. I hope, I'll, hopefully I'll have a little bit more of a bigger long shot next week. But I wanted to get them out now before they went through this stretch of uh, games. Right, right, right. All right, man. Good shit. So, Ant. Yes. This next thing. Um, I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how I'm going to introduce this, but <laughs> the other night, the other night we watched the President of the United States who gave the State of the Union. I didn't. I, know, I, I actually didn't watch it. We as a nation did. Oh, okay. Uh, collect, collectively, I also did not watch it. Uh, um. So yeah, we as a I watched the greatest nation. hits on Twitter. I watched the greatest hits on Twitter. <laughs> well, that's his favorite place. That's his favorite place to. Uh, to show people what he's all about. So, <laughs> um, so I think you're 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 going to give your State of the Union address right now. I'm going to shut the fuck up for a minute and listen. You asked me. You actually said, "Don't fucking talk to me while I'm doing this." All right. I'm In so many words. Here. Yes. Right. I think you you're a little more colorful <laughs> than that, and uh, you threaten me in certain ways and stuff. And uh, it's fine. I'll be quiet. And uh, I was inspired. I was just I was inspired uh, once. Uh, not so much the State of the Union, but the acquittal yesterday. It just inspired me to write down and write down some thoughts of mine and just share them with the American public, just to put everyone's mind at ease, make them maybe feel better. 
All right. That this is not this is not you putting your you're not running for president, all right? No, no, I'm still two all years right. away. Well, no, uh, but oh, it's true, yeah. about 15 months away, I could run for president. So, oh, oh, okay. so oh no, I just missed out 2020. All right, yeah, all right, maybe 2024. We'll see. I'll take on Donald Jr. It's the country's loss. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Senator, the floor is yours. All right, <clears throat> let me get my reading glasses on. All right. My fellow Americans, we just had an impeachment trial. Verdict came out yesterday. Not guilty. Both counts. First off, let me start off by saying, and I'll speak for myself here, myself only. If you're looking for me to take a hard stance on any political issues on this show, you clicked on the wrong podcast. If you're looking for the two of us to debate any hot button issues, Gun control, health care, abortion, immigration, legalizing weed. <laughs> we, might, we might spend a couple minutes talking about weed, but it won't be much of a debate. I think we're on the same side there. Long story short, that's not your show. What I am willing to do, though, is offer a public service, a state of the union to the sane people out there, however many of you are left who feel like they are stuck in the middle of a shitstorm right now with the state of this country and the constant bickering between grown adults, whether it be the politicians themselves, who we've all grown accustomed to demonstrating that kind of behavior, or the people in this country, the voters, because that's all you really are in this game as a pawn. I apologize if Sunday Poor is the first place that you are hearing this, Hopefully, I'm not the first person to drop this on you, and hopefully, I'm not the last. But hopefully, you surround yourself with other apathetic, cynical assholes like myself who try to keep it as real as possible. Now, I have just one simple request for the American people out there. If you are one of the many people in this country who treats politics and who treats the political party that you belong to like one of your sports teams, sticks with them through thick and thin, bends over backwards to defend them, etc. I ask just one thing of you. Take a good long look in the mirror and repeat after me. <clears throat> I am a fucking asshole. I am everything that's wrong with this world. I am a tribalistic jerk-off that enjoys feeling like I'm a part of a team. A team that I know will always have my back no matter how ridiculous my political Facebook post may be. I often come in my pants when said Facebook post or tweet is liked or retweeted. Not to mention trolling the other side of people that disagree with me that I am clearly smarter than. Obviously. I enjoy being the smartest person in the room. Someone who has never been wrong on a political stance in my life. Regurgitating talking points I heard on my favorite network show just the night before. And passing them off as my own is a high like no other. I probably need a mental health evaluation or at worst, minimum six months of therapy to figure out how I ended up like the insufferable douchebag that you see before you. But no, instead I think I'll just remain the same. Why be an independent thinker when I can have my mind made up for me? And listen, maybe I just described some of you listening. So just to show you that I'm not all that different, that I'm a man of the people, 
And I am also a very flawed human being who is guilty of this exact behavior. I rooted for Alex Rodriguez for 12 and a half years. One of the biggest scumbags that baseball and the entire sports universe has ever seen. Steroid allegations, failed drug tests, an entire one-year suspension, a me guy who always found a way to make, make it about him. Everything I hated in a ball player. Did I ever once question my loyalty to the New York Yankees? No, I didn't. In 2009, when he finally put together a big postseason and carried us to a championship, was I jumping up and down with every big home run, every big clutch hit? Yes, I was. And do I take any of it back? Nope. I went to the parade. I celebrated a cheat and an absolute fraud. I'm an irrational fan who roots for the laundry at all costs, no matter the amount of sleazeballs that don the pinstripes. But where you and I differ is I have the fucking balls to admit it. Unlike you towing the line party cunts who hide behind the issues like they even fucking matter. And no, I'm not talking to politicians. I'm talking to you, the people, who we should expect better of. And that's the part that keeps me up at night is you people are going to continue to reproduce and pass these values down to the next generation and the next generation. Tell them which God to worship, what they should and shouldn't be offended by, how to justify some cocksucker's actions because they wear a red tie or a blue tie or a black robe with a white collar. Teaching them these people are good and these people are bad and these people are different, so to hell with them. You're raising a bunch of goddamn sheep, a bunch of people that are going to suck at parties. Honestly, you're probably raising people who aren't even going to be invited to parties. Unless they end up being rich and it's like an eyes wide shut party where everyone wears masks and fucks each other and there's a dead hooker at the end of the night. You know the story. Anyways, just be honest with yourselves and the people around you. Forget the issues and tell them the truth. Tell them I enjoy being a fan of this team. Maybe that's the first step in making any progress in this bullshit world. Or maybe I was right with my initial point. You're all just a bunch of fucking assholes. Thank you, and God bless America. Your thoughts. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's right at the top of your head. Yeah. No, it was just, it was just you know, spur Holy of the moment. Spur wow. of the moment. Well, first of all, yeah. Um, you want to do the weed debate now? <laughs> Get that out of the way. We have, you have five seconds to kill. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was just – people need to look in the mirror, man. That was exactly what this country needs to hear right now. It's insane what goes on day to day, whether it's uh, just in public or it's on the fucking – Social media, whether it's on television news, whatever it is, man, wherever you go, you got to pick a side. If you don't pick a side, you're just autom- – As if you're, not, if you're not on this guy's side, you're automatically on the other guy's side. If you, have one, if you disagree with one person, you're automatically placed on the other team. Right. That's it. And it shouldn't be teams. It shouldn't be teams, first of all. No. And that's the biggest problem. I'm not going to start ranking problems. There's a lot of problems. That's one, that's one of the problems is the fact that the second that you have a negative word to say about whoever it is, whether it's Democrat, Republican, whatever, 
You say something bad about Trump, you're automatically you're automatically sucking Hillary's dick. <laughs> you say something bad about Hillary, you're automatically a maggot person. And and the hate just flows from there. It's just so easy to wrap up everybody into these neat little packages. And there's probably a time when these this two party system worked, and I'm not here trying to say two parties not gonna work, we gotta change it. I don't fucking know what the answer is. It's not going but anywhere. It's, <laughs> it's not going anywhere, right. <laughs> But it, it's just it, it, it just you wrap up each side in these neat little okay, this is exactly what you said. This is what you, you believe A B C, this side you XYZ. And until we get past that, man, there's just it, it, it's the people. It's the people who are just willing to to just put their head down, do what they're told by the T V, do what they're told by the Twitter, do what they're told by wherever. And uh it's not going anywhere. And I think they're all nuts. I think they're all nuts. And and I'm not one of these people who says one size by the other. I'm all, like I just think whoever's in power just has to be checked. And you cannot have people worshiping people who are in power. I don't care if you are, I don't care if you're a Democratic president or a Republican president. If you are bowing at the feet of any of any politician at all, you are your life needs some serious reevaluation. <laughs> these people. This isn't the Yankees. You can't. You go out and buy a Yankee shirt, that's one thing. Or a giant shirt, it's fine. That's football, man. That's baseball. You're going out and you're buying a shirt that says, you know, like fuck you know, Red Sox suck or something like that. That's okay, that's fine. That's part that's part of rooting for a team. If you're going out there and and saying shit about I don't know, I am I'm not gonna say specific anything because it's gonna make me look like I'm talking about one side versus the other. <laughs> but if you're going out there buying a shirt and putting the bumper stickers on and waving the fucking flag, that is, uh, politicians are not meant to be worshipped. Politicians are the biggest scum on earth. They will say anything to get your vote. They'll say anything to get, their, some, get themselves in power. That's all they care about. They're, mon- they're, uh, they're power-hungry, fucking lying crooks. All of them. <laughs> Every single one. The best one is fucking hungry for power and is, on some level, some sort of crook. Yeah. I, I can't go around. I cannot discuss this shit with anybody and now if you do some good shit that's great but if you if you have a laundry list of bullshit that you're doing to this country and, and uh, now i will talk a little specific with trump <laughs> if you can't listen if you can't hear any of the bad shit coming out of my mouth of what this guy does and same thing can go with hillary she she's fucking shady as they come too. oh no doubt the, Cl- <laughs> the, Cl- the clintons the clintons are I'm not going to say they're just as bad or worse or anything, but they're um, they're not they're not great people. These aren't saints we're talking about here. No, career yeah, we're career not, we're politicians. Not, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you make a career out of it, man. Yeah, they're they're not they're not they're not down the soup kitchen every fucking Sunday morning throwing it out. No, <laughs> not at all. They got fucking servants making their soup for them. <laughs> but I just can't I just I can't picture a world where. I am going to fucking scream at other Americans because they don't like the same fucking suit wearing jerk off that I like. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Fuck you, suit. In the words of, in the words of uh, Billy, or the fuck is it? Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh. Fuck you, suit. Yeah, yeah it's something that uh, I haven't really been able to wrap my head around for a while. Obviously, it does make any fucking sense? Yeah. It's it's made me want to retire from voting. The last the last four, however long it's been, three years, 
has made me want to retire from voting with just and you and you can't engage any of these fanatics, man, because no. they're all they're all fanatics. If you're a fanatic, it's scary. If, you, if you're going to the rallies and shit, you're a fanatic. And they follow right. it on a day to day basis so much closer than you ever could. Well, they're rehearsed, man. Anything that you say, they have a rehearsed answer for. Oh, it. yeah. It's all they can talk about. It's like it's like you ever talk to a parent who like hasn't gotten in the house in uh, a year and a half, or like you talk about as their kid. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all right, man, I get it. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Did she spit up? Okay. Yeah. I know. That's what kids do. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. She ruined your best shirt. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't fucking wear the best shirt. Yeah. They're and like the, the people when kid you call up to cancel cable and they have like the script in front of them. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. They're just as boring as a new parent and as scripted as a fucking as a Comcast uh, representative. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They got, they got, they got the script right in front of them. You say, A, they flipped, they flipped, A. And that's your response. They're, they're rehearsed, man. It doesn't make any sense. And you're right. It make, they think it makes them sound smarter than they are. And it's just, it's just you're just ready because you've been studying for this non-test all your life. <laughs> let me fucking – let me get you in some real-life shit and let me see how you think. Yeah. Fuck, man. You're going to get some great reviews for that uh, little rant there, right? I hope it goes viral. Holy shit. I thought – I didn't know. I didn't know what to get what, – what, what I was getting myself into with this. I kind of – I was expecting to like uh, – it was going to be like Billy Madison, where uh, he was talking about <laughs> he was talking about the little dog and how that's uh, get it, your ass out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> and, and Billy's on the Billy's sitting on his porch. Industry, yeah. <laughs> business oh, ethics. Yeah. Wow, that was uh, inspired shit, man. You weren't kidding. Yeah, well, that's the state the state of our country in the. Uh, that, that's my the real eyes. state. That's the true state of the union, right there. And nobody's ripping. And that's another thing, man. You got Nancy Pelosi like ripping off the speech and shit. Like, what? Why? What does that prove, yeah, man? I what did... are you doing? Like, you want to be in this higher ground and shit? Like, you want to be this fucking moral authority? And then you do some petty ass bullshit like that. Like, I know you want to go tell tell Trump to go fuck himself, but that why not just say that? Though? I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with you, Nancy. Yeah. Like the second I say anything bad about Trump, I'm gonna fuck. Oh well, you want Nancy Pelosi? No, I don't want Nancy Pelosi in charge of anything. <laughs> I don't want her in charge. Uh, no, I'd like someone I under the age of 79. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I want her to take a step. Oh, aside can I too. say this too? Why is president the only job that like doesn't force people out because of age? Like you hear people getting forced out of jobs all the time when they're like 55 or whatever. President, like we have a bunch of people who are like uh, pushing eighty. Man, I thought I, 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 yeah, I just I don't want old people. It's supposed to be like the hardest job in the world, which it's not. I think it's actually yeah. pretty easy. Uh, but yeah, you're figuring. Yeah, I mean, half the people hate yeah. you, half the people like you. You just got to have a little thick skin. Yeah. Uh, why is it the only job that we're like, yeah, this dude is like, uh, he's seventy-seven, no problem. Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man, because there are no standards. And and I think, uh, whatever, man. I, I don't. I don't think there's anything you could do. Taking say a victory lap today, like you got vote. Like everybody who was in your party voted for you. It's not a big. You didn't win. You just you had more people that that are on your side. These people aren't real people, though. You had like you won a dodgeball game twelve against four. Right? That's all <laughs> that you guys did. Yeah, you're supposed to win. Yeah. Which is all a waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. Politicians Which aren't is, real people. They just aren't real people. No. Made in China. It's robots. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah. 
We had we had calls. People were begging for us to talk. Oh, begging. I'm not embellishing a little bit there. People were asking when we're going to talk politics, and there you go. Yeah, that's, that's as pretty... close as you're going to get to a uh, political episode right there. I don't see it happening too often. No, Maybe November. November is probably the last time, the next time we revisit it. I wouldn't hold your breath. Oh yeah, maybe November we'll do a we'll do a live show. We'll, we'll sit down. I'll watch Fox. You watch CNN or MSNBC, and I don't know. Local, I don't know. We'll do something, and we'll just we'll sit here for seven hours and watch them. That actually and, isn't uh, a terrible idea. I don't know if seven uh, hours, but sounds like the worst idea I've ever had. I don't but, know. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I, I was kind of into it. I didn't know you were joking. <laughs> I'll do it. I mean, I was just, just going to drink and watch the results come in. <laughs> and then, oh, it's all for fucking three years. I've been talking about how they got to take down Trump. They're the Democrats. They're going to take take down Trump, and their first in their first time that they're out with any kind of voting stakes involved. They're at the caucus in Iowa, which is probably waste of time anyway. It's all waste of time. Ugh. But but and then they fuck it up. There's they're like doing f- it on a nap. There's like five. They're doing shot in an app where everybody was talking about how volatile this whole process is. And we're like, oh, well, let's let's bring an app. Let's bring an app out because an app has never fucking failed us ever. An app, man, just fucking just kind of fucking write my name, write, write my name in a fucking ballot, and you count it. What if someone has a flip phone still? It's, it's all so stupid, man. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> There's a lot of problems, <laughs> and they're just making instead of solving the normal problems, they're making more problems. It doesn't make any sense, man. Didn't like five people claim that they won in Iowa too? I don't even know who won. Uh they're all yeah, they're all the same, man. It's just oh yeah, thanks, thanks for coming out. We really sit. It's a really historic day in Iowa. What the fuck are you talking? Why about? is it called the caucus? I don't, I don't know. I don't know the origin. Is New Hampshire Probably. next week? Something's next week. Yeah. Isn't there something where if you win Iowa in New Hampshire, you're like almost? I don't understand yeah, how the whole process works. Now, like, there's guys who aren't even Every, in the race yet who are saying they're going to get in. Everybody, you, because you just made your pitch for it. We're gonna have we're gonna have you come in and uh, be the first under thirty five president. Need a fake I, need a fake ID. There you go. We'll chalk we'll your ID. <laughs> <laughs> I know I I know a guy who gets you a fit, nice fake. It worked. It worked on a reader and Noah's. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you guys, anything else that you want to? Uh, Get off your chest, or you you good for another week? <laughs> yeah, just uh, follow us at Sunday Poor. Uh, you find the links to the podcast there, all this episode and the previous episodes. Try and stay hot with the picks. I have one pending tonight. I don't know how Idaho State's doing. Uh, I'll check that once we get off of here. But uh, yeah, thanks for the support from the loyal listeners, and we'll see you next week. Not too loyal. I don't want you to be a tribalistic jerk. <laughs> uh, you guys. Yeah, I'll see you. All right, peace. Peace. Jesus, Ant. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know what kind of uh, insane ranting I was getting myself into there, but yeah. that was pretty good. Am I crazy? That was the Am I Crazy segment. The that answer was is yes. That was perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lunatic. Always yes. Lunatic. All right. You have anything for post show, or just uh, cut this all all this out? Ah, uh, man, post show. I could check the Idaho score, uh, Idaho State score in real time. Yeah, if you want to check it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edit this at all. So if you want to check it, uh, I'm gonna have to. Uh... Well, the good news is I was gonna take. I gotta check my phone because I don't know if Comcast is good, but I don't know if they have Idaho State on. Uh... Oof, look at these. 
Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr, Judd Bushler, Sean Rooks, Chris Mills. These are all re- retired numbers. Not numbers, retired names in Arizona. They don't have uh, numbers. They just had all those names in the years they played there. But no numbers. Arizona's whooping U- USC right now. Yeah, I got that. Idaho State's down seven. So we need, uh, we need a little comeback to stay perfect on the week. What was I had a real, I had a real uh, plus two. I had a real hard time finding a game tonight, but I couldn't sit it out with you know we're taping tonight and yeah, you got to give at least one out when you're hot. You can't be taken. And then Oakland was the other team I was considering, and I'm pretty sure they covered. Uh, this is like Francesca dead air. Uh, yeah, they, they won. <laughs> oh no, they cut. They lost by three, so they covered. Yeah, this might be a bad pick, but how much? Uh, th- how much time is left? Yeah, there's 12 minutes left, so it's not. Yeah, it's still tough. Over. You never know. Yeah, hit a couple threes late. Garbage tonight time was a tough. Uh, tonight was a real tough slate. NBA, I was thinking about the Sixers, and they didn't cover, so I dodged the bullet there. I did like the Knicks, but then the Marcus Morris trade happened, and Knicks end up winning on the floor. Of course. Yeah, weird day. Yeah, we didn't touch at all on NBA trade deadline. I wouldn't know where to start with that. I don't know. Even though I know Marcus Morris went to the Clippers, that's it. There you go. All right, let's hang up, man. I'll uh, I'll give you a buzz. All right. All right, later.